You may not be aware of the benefits of joining the Holy Tungsten Marmaduke Audible Cavalry, but by going to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat, you can get a free audiobook of your choosing. Sign up today and join the fight against the chartreuse feldspar bonfireside chat Candiru pikemen. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, a branded favorite. <laughs> yes. And I like that. That's good. And this week we are talking about um, the second part of Berserk, divided up into arbitrary parts. Really, we're talking about the conviction arc of, uh, of, of, uh, of Berserk, the manga, which uh, is drawn and written by Kentaro Miura and uh, is still ongoing. Uh, but this mm-hmm. this uh, arc runs kind of from, let's say, uh, what is it, like the mid-90s up through 2000 or so? Yeah. Yeah, something something like that. And it's, uh, you know, we're not covering, it's not the second half of it since it doesn't end. And yeah, we just yeah. kind of, but it's it's the second half of what we're going to cover, which mm-hmm. makes sense for a cursory examination on a Dark Souls podcast. Right. <laughs> so, you know, go find the, the you know. The, the the berserkers podcast or something like that to find the, the uh you know issue by issue guide would you like to making podcast yeah <laughs> yes berserker yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, so we do want to issue kind of a warning. Uh, we got to it eventually on the first episode, but uh, Berserk has some pretty disturbing imagery and ideas in it, uh, both in yeah. print and just kind of in concept. Um, so in this episode, kind of like the last one, uh, we're also going to have kind of frank discussions about those ideas. So mm-hmm. we, we want to warn you. Um, kind of in consideration, uh, you know, that if you're sensitive to topics like rape, mutilation, torture, etc., um, this might not be the episode of our show for you. Um, we're going to eventually get back to kind of cheerier topics relatively um, in the second half of this season uh, where we're going to talk about Kingsfield, the ancient city. Right. Which is, is just a video game. Yeah. Like no, no <laughs> one gets gets bisected or sex assaulted right. in Kingsfield that I can tell. Right. Um, it's all implied. So- it's off screen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and you it's so low res, like the models are so yeah. <laughs> so abstract. You'd never know what was happening. Right. Um, yeah. And then, you know, who knows what Dark Souls 2 will bring as far as that goes. This is true. So um, I can say having beaten the having be- beaten the ancient city, there is nothing like that that I have seen. So I feel no no <laughs> no compulsion to trigger warning that. However, yeah. this is very challenging subject matter in a lot of places. So, yeah. Yep. Um, so last episode, we covered uh, Up Through the Eclipse, which is where uh, Griffith uh, sacrificed the entire band of the Hawk in order to become the god hand, uh, one of the god hand Femto. Mm-hmm. Um, Guts was forced to watch Griffith and, slash Femto brutally rape Casca, um, who he was in love with. And he is alive, but he has been branded. And Casca uh, has had her identity completely destroyed, wiped. She is, you know, very Nell at mm-hmm. this point. And Guts is cursed to be harassed by demons seeking to devour his flesh. And mm. on that cheery note, <laughs> which is also the, the cheery note that every adaptation of this ends on. Yeah, I know. Right? More or less like, yeah, <laughs> looking to the future. This all happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just so yeah, so we, yeah, it's weird. It provides, it provides backstory and context <laughs> for a thing that will never, ever have any resolution. Yeah. 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 Or I mean, you know, they might make another movie that, that deals with this stuff, but they just haven't uh haven't done it yet. We'll talk about it in the so, actual anime episode coming up next. 
Yep. Yeah. yeah. So this is the uh, conviction arc. Mm-hmm. And so um, chronologically, the Black Swordsman arc that we talked about way back at the beginning uh, takes t- uh, takes place between the Eclipse and uh, this chapter since uh, Guts has Puck with him. So Guts has sometime recently left Coca Castle having just defeated the Count and encountered Griffith and the God Hand uh, for the second time. Right, right. But we don't know exactly how that plays out, right? I mean, like, I think we were, we were asking that last episode whether he... We started kind of the flashback while he was in the Usher zone. Right. Or so, I, you know what? If I was if I was diligent, I would have in the intervening three days gone back and yeah, yeah. actually we're, we're pretty it. we're exhausted for for various reasons. Yeah. Um, not least of which, so like both of us kind of mainline this in a in a quick fashion. Cole has done it much more recently than I have. But uh, as you'll hear in the next episode, you know, we're trying to cover the other media as well. And they're just minute differences. And, you know, the whole thing is just very, uh, you know, it, it exhausting. Is, it's kind of fatiguing. So mm-hmm. forgive us for those little minor errors. Yeah. Um, regardless of which. So now we have Guts and he has Puck with him. Yeah. Is the, uh, the takeaway here. I believe at the end of the Black Swordsman, he actually is out because I remember asking, uh, you know, if, if Teresia ever comes back and actually does anything to him. And mm-hmm. Teresia... Um, you know, like like the, all of that happened outside of outside of the Escher zone oh, or yeah. like that resolution. So like he got back out. It would have been weird for her to, you know, swear vengeance while all that <laughs> nonsense was going yeah. on. Yeah, while while still in the Negaverse or whatever. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so we find out in this really early on that the church has assembled its holy iron chain knights mm-hmm. who are kind of a, a group of soft noblemen draft dodgers. Yeah, and uh, we're introduced to some really major characters. Yeah. Um, you know, for the second kind of half, uh, Farnese, Serpico, and Azan, mm-hmm. um, who are leading an inquest after the Black Swordsman and the Dark Hawk. So it kind of sets up this interesting idea that they don't re- they don't know anything about the cosmology of this. <laughs> they just know you know this Black Swordsman's been seen. Mm-hmm. K- you know, shit's breaking breaking loose every time he shows up, and then they also know this Dark Hawk mm-hmm. that's been kind of uh, prophesized. Right. As well. But they don't know the relationship between them at all. Yeah. You know, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy at all, you know, in this. And and not only are they not aware of the <laughs> cosmology or who's a good guy or who's a bad guy, but their faith actively blinds them to it. So yeah. when, when they when they get to these places, all they can comprehend is just a bunch of bloodshed. And it's not till much, much later that Farnese is kind of awakened to the fact that, oh, this guy actually is fighting demons. And we don't acknowledge that as part of our worldview. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. But I, I I love the nation uh, the, the the notion of the Holy Iron Chain Knights just because they are spoken of in such like reverence. Except you know, as we said, they're, they're cushy noble draft dodgers, so they actually are not competent. They're just out there as um, so. It's the Vatican, but kind of not, and it's the Holy See, but it's kind of not. Like like mm-hmm. it, it very much is just the Christian Church, except without a Christ figure. Yeah, that, that, that is directly of, alluded to anyway. They're kind of a bunch of little Ostravas. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, walking around in, in finery, you know, very mm-hmm. elaborate armor and everything, but there's nothing yeah. to, to kind of back it up. Nothing backing up except for Serpico, who's a fucking badass. Yeah, I, I like. I'm Serpico. glad you like Serpico. Yeah, it, I put so much of it is visual, mm-hmm. like, and it just that you know that he just looks so like chill. And there's some some great, you know, if you if you ever get over your kind of you know berserk flu that you're suffering from right now and, mm-hmm. and read kind of to the end of what's been printed. There are a lot of really good Serpico okay. bits. I'm glad to he's, hear that. he's kind of my, yeah, he's kind of my, my favorite character that gets introduced. Well, he's definitely my favorite character that gets introduced in the second half of this. Right. So definitely. Yeah, he's and pretty cool. I eventually come around on Farnese too, but they, they, they spend a lot of time vill- villainizing her, but she, yeah, I, she is her... in- interesting at the very least. Yeah. 
Yep. Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's sent out looking for them, but uh, that doesn't really come home to roost until after uh, what has been one of my favorite arcs in the series, actually. The, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the Lost Children arc, right? Yeah. Yeah, I really like the kind of... So it kind of sets up initially... When I, when I first read this arc, I thought it was going to be kind of a Monster of the Week mm-hmm. style thing, like an X-Files kind of thing. Like, Guts yeah. shows up, you know, investigates a thing. It turns out to be one of the, you know, one of the apostles mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of deals with it. And that doesn't really play out, but I would have really liked that. Me too. You know, in a way, based on how this plays out, because yeah. this is really cool. Um, you know, so Guts is traveling uh, the world. He can't sleep. He's being hounded day and night by demons. And uh, eventually, he encounters a young girl named Jill in the wilderness who's being uh, harassed by these bandits. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he does as guts do. <laughs> and, and uh, he, you know, demons are around as guts do. And a, uh, this tree morphs into kind of a demon demon tree and takes out the rest of the, the bandits. And guts takes out the demon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's swirly and flashy and blurry. Lots of motion. Yeah. It's, yep. a, it's a tree demon in the, in the vein of Evil Dead, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it works. You know, Jill is saved, which is good. I, I just, <laughs> going through this, I feel bad saying it, but I got a little bit of rape fatigue. Um, yeah. Just that, like, eventually I was like, oh, there's, there is a prominent female character. Therefore, she is going to be placed in some kind of helpless position under threat of being sexually assaulted. And it never stops being, like, powerful on a gut level because you don't want to see that happen. But, like, it was very much, like, one note. And this set it up. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. What, what I would take from that, or, like, what I took, for, I agree. And I thought that, you know, I had no problems with that being what demons do. Like, I like that. Yeah. Demons are awful. They should be mm-hmm. demons. But I still wish that the, the, there weren't so many damsels in distress. Yeah, yeah. You know, going on. That, that was more what I picked up on, like... Like, got saved some guys for once. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, that, that's what I wanted. And Puck doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who even knows what's, what's going on with Puck, down, Puck downstairs? Like, he, yeah. he's got a, you know, and there's really nothing. He's like, he's like a worm. He can go back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> depending on what situation. And, the, and this is back when it's still okay to like Puck before he starts just becoming a floating emoticon. Yep. Which he becomes for, the, he, he ceases to become a character just as bad as Casca does. Um, fairly soon but at this point yeah. he's still a, a companion mm-hmm. yeah up through this arc really i, I think yeah. maybe even through the next one like he serves a an actual purpose in the binding chain but uh mm-hmm. but definitely in, in birth ceremony uh takes kind of a back seat yeah so yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I hesitate to even like say anita Char- sarkeesian here because that will like bring down the hordes her name is a killing word that will bring <laughs> out the <laughs> the people who are like, yeah. Yeah. but yeah you're right damsel's really a problem in this and uh like it just if i have one major complaint it's that if you like so if if, if you put yourself in the mind of somebody who is not at all enlightened mm-hmm. and they just have a they have a problem you know they think that you know they're they're not on board with feminism which is a bad position to be in but if if that is true then at least you could take exception to it from a narrative standpoint mm-hmm. you know and that it's kind of lazy and boring yeah yeah. You know, so like either there's, you know, if you can't bring yourself to have a, a moral objection to something you should have a moral objection to, you could at least have an artistic objection to it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's, you know, I picked up on that, that here. I, I mean, I picked up on both. Like, obviously it's, mm-hmm. it's troubling. I, yeah. you know, give Berserk a bit of a pass, as we mentioned before, because it's never consequence free. Like it never feels low stakes, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, this is, this is the first point where I noticed like, oh, you know, they're really just beating that drum really hard. Yeah. Like, I would like to see some different things because it's getting, you know, bland and repetitive. Yep. 
So same boat. Yep. Yeah. So so he takes uh, takes Jill back to her village, and uh, they get a poor reception from his <laughs> village because they have been harassed by a plague of elf-like creatures. Yeah. Like elves are are known to steal babies, steal children, pretty much from the village. Yeah. But they're not quite elves. You see them eventually after the swarm comes down. Um, you know, there's a little bit of havoc as they break break out their torches and pit- pitchforks uh, to get rid of this interloper and his elf. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the the swarm comes down and Guts readily identifies them as minor demons because his brand starts a seeping, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're more insect like than Puck is. Yeah, you know, they've yeah. got like uh, uh you know mosaic eyes and whatnot. Or compound this eyes, brand yeah. comes a seeping, yep. don't come a weeping. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> yeah. Don't come a leaping. Yeah, don't come a leaping. Would this brand be a seeping? Oh, no. When, um, when this brand's a seeping, Guts goes a leaping? Does yeah. he usually <laughs> jump attacks? There we go. A new shirt yeah. design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this, this is where, keep in mind, this is right after Black Swordsman. So uh-huh. Guts is still, you know, damaged and <clears throat> badass and edgy and, yeah, don't touch me. So he immediately takes this, this kid hostage. <laughs> To, you know, like it's, it's like it's nothing. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, to yeah, to lure kids and to lure to lure the the elves into a barn because these little elf creatures, um, they love kids, and then he blows up the barn. Yeah, and sets it on fire. Yep, which is effective. Yep. But they revert back to their regular human bodies, charred and yep. everything. I forget is that Indeed. now or is it later? But yeah, no, it, it happened. I mean, I don't. They might reveal it a little bit later, but okay. it's it's really. Yeah. Uh, close to here, so yeah, you see that these here. these elf creatures are actually children that have been transformed right into these little demon things, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, that's really really creepy, and they're just you know scores and scores of them. Yeah, like yeah. It, you know it it is a, a plague of of children. It's a little literal swarm of babies. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the villagers succeed in chasing uh, Guts and Puck out of town. But Jill uh, follows, you know, just because she is terrified of her. I didn't mean to bell that in <laughs> support of mm-hmm. what I was about to say. She's terrified of her dad because her dad, you know, canes her and is just really abusive. And, you know, it's not a good environment for anybody, really. Yeah. yeah. And and the dad is kind of, you know, they take some kind of steps to make him, you know, a little bit more three-dimensional. Like, he's just kind of somebody who... You know, I got the idea of, of, you know, kind of people who peaked in high school, you know, like he he did well when he was in the army. There's no war and he can't fight anymore. So now he's just purposeless. Right. You know, he just, he never adjusts to life outside of it. Not to excuse him, but, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's a little bit more three-dimensional than just the, the typical, you know, molesty fucks that Mm -hmm. we run into. Right. In in Berserk usually. Mm -hmm. You know, the bad father, parade of bad fathers that is this, uh, (laughs) this manga. Which is also just kind of like adding on to the psychological uh, horror that the entire series, you know, provides. Yeah. Like it hits on a bunch of different bands, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Jill comes along with him and Guts just basically says, yeah, so you saw. Okay. She she comes along with him, says, hey, I recognized the main big human sized uh, elf. Um, she may have been my friend Rosine who left years and years ago and guts puts two and two together and surmises that she fled the town and sacrificed her parents in order to, you know, become this elf queen essentially. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the design on Rosine is great. Yeah. Like she's, she's nude, which makes again, uncomfortable bus reading, but I like the, um, like the, none of the, in, you know, insectoid features mm-hmm. for any of these creatures for a time, uh, for, you know, this next arc are ever, cutesified or anything like that right you know and they they do look really creepy and realistic like it is a a creepy merging of of human 
flesh and insect mm-hmm. kind of parts. Yeah, and insects are creepy anyway, like <clears throat> oh, just yeah. otherworldly, you know. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you, if you like butterflies, like take a look at a butterfly without a wing, man. Without <laughs> yeah. wings, like they are, they are gross insects. Mm-hmm. Butterflies are gross insects. They're just wearing the clothes of nice insects. Yep. <laughs> and something that's real creepy to me, like I went to, um, in the Seattle Science Museum, they have a butterfly room, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's it's, I couldn't do it. Like I had to leave because yeah. I get like they they fly at you and you're not supposed to react. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're you know. They're endangered, and, and all, I mean they were in, they were in danger, but the, you know they're living creatures, and you, you shouldn't just freak out and smack them right. the way that you want to. And then they just land on things and just that slow flap uh-huh. with their wings, and that's really unnerving to me. Yeah, <laughs> like just looking at you know out of the corner of your eye, seeing a bush kind of dissing motion. And when you look, they're just <laughs> hidden like a dozen butterflies doing that slow flap. Yep. And that just ooh, ooh. <laughs> we've got a ooh. we've got a place here in town uh, in. Uh, it's a park called Eden Park, and there's a there, there's a place called Crone Observatory, which is a year round butterfly um, mm-hmm. habitat slash exhibit um, and botanical garden. And it's real neat. It's a beautiful place to go, but like there are butterflies fucking everywhere. And while I will enjoy like going to a museum or seeing a collection of butterflies like pinned down, like a like a Luna butterfly, like from a distance, hey, that's yeah. awesome and cool and blue and looks great, you know. Mm-hmm. But like up close and seeing them move, it's just real unnatural. Well, just and and call me crazy. I just don't like to be in a situation where things can fly at my face and I can't do anything about it. <laughs> yep. Like I just, you know, I realize it's not going to hurt me. I uh-huh. get that. But they're like yeah. the guy who was giving us the the talk. He's like, you know, they'll land in your hair. Just let them hang out. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. And every time I I would feel like my my hair would move, like my hair would just settle as I was walking around. I kept thinking there was a butterfly on there and. Uh-huh. It just yeah, scared of butterflies, folks. <laughs> I think that you're just afraid of decorations. You're terrified of butterflies and also sunflowers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I don't, I don't like, to, like uh, two things a grandma is apt to like decorate her house in. I'm the ultimate grandson. I'm the, I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> the anti grandson. <laughs> yeah, I'm the anti grandma. Like, I'm the I'm the, <laughs> <I'm> the anti grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, they are real creepy and insect features like there's a reason or, you know, one one of many reasons that Giger uh, chose to make the uh, xenomorphs insectoid in, uh, in in nature is because they're real fucking gross. Yeah, and for, 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 for as much as we like to make fun of Radiolab, hearing them talk about like when caterpillars go into their chrysalis and what happens inside of there and just that they turn into goo and then reemerge as this new thing with the same memories. That is yeah. just otherworldly <laughs> yeah. and just uh, awful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but but uh, Rosita's kind of a butterfly, but not um, her. Yeah. Man, yeah. you're a hero for reading this on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know when it's going to be like, you know, just acceptable American violence yep. or taboo, <laughs> taboo sex. You know, yeah, like, taboo nipples. I'll, just, I'll just watch people getting bisected all day long. And just, <laughs> hey, guys, check it out. Like, I'll just show it to people. But then as soon as, you know, this prepubescent girl with butterfly wings shows up, I get all squirrely yeah. um yeah the, uh, i would i would do my best like i wouldn't do it if i couldn't like have my back to the the window right right so i, w- I wouldn't uh you know i was i tried to be as discreet about it as possible broadcasting your smut to the greater portland area yeah exactly well they're just like who's that who's that pervert who's, who's that idle masturbator speeding by <laughs> yeah, that. oh that's just noted podcaster gary butterfield <laughs> <laughs> like a star tour riding along your <laughs> along your max route 
And on your left, you'll see Gary Butterfield speeding by, masturbating to berserk while going to work. <laughs> yeah, I did. I attempted a little bit to read some of it at work, but I was like, nope, nope, nope. And so, you know, so I I kept it uh, safe to the confines of my uh, of my bedroom where I could masturbate furiously. Yeah. So <laughs> in safety. Yep. In, in, in the comforting womb of my bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not Anywho. really, please. I'm not that <laughs> person. <laughs> Just, I, I, I feel that I so feel the need to put that disclaimer again. We're not anime dudes. Like I've, I yeah. so love that I've been exposed to this, and it's an awesome story. And you know, just has connected to and inspired things that I love and you know, I feel have had a positive impact on my life, but I I, I, I have this hang up about praising anime in any shape or form. And people like yeah. on Twitter have has said like, Hey, you know, I really appreciate you guys going into this into this with an open mind. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. This was just good yeah. enough to like convince us to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I, I I was it it had everything going for it. Yep. Like, you know, from the start. And that's that's what you know, that's how this kind of horned in. But it it is hard to get me into anime, especially like so you know, nudity, whatever. But the the kind of like there are things that are downright, you know, supposed to be enticing about mm-hmm. some of the nudity that happens. Yeah. And I just don't I just I don't get it. Like I don't I don't get it, I don't need it, I don't like it. Like they're just mm-hmm. tropes. Like again, I said it last episode, but if you if you agree that there are certain kind of things that go along with anime, then it is okay for those things to be specifically you know, kind of gross to me. Yeah, this taste. You know? Yeah. 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 But uh, Rosine in concept is great because the way that her arc kind of plays out, like I made a comparison offhandedly last episode, but it's kind of like gone home a little bit. Like I just, hmm. I, I got kind of a sense, you know, especially when Jill goes and reunites with her, that there is definitely like a, I feel different because of these things that I want and I couldn't, get those things at home i felt like i didn't belong and therefore i had to leave to get them right yeah yeah i mean yeah i suppose i mean i i I feel like there's at least a little bit of a pair a parable or a parallel um in uh you know in in comparing what rosine felt which was like i need to be an elf you know compared to like a general coming out story spoilers for gone home yeah 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 i mean i could see it there's also you know it was it it they're covering a lot of bases with it though yeah, because she's there. also fleeing you know abuse yeah abuse like that, that's kind of what I took that seemed to be what they were underlining more mm-hmm. to me as opposed to and that's kind of a you know a, a well worn trope the idea of you know Harry Potter yep. right like you know like I'm I'm actually a magical creature because my home life is so intolerable whereas like the thing I you know I never took gone home like the the home life is tolerable like they're just a really loving family which is part of why that work is so good mm-hmm. you know is that they're struggling in spite of the fact that it's not yeah yeah you know it's not abuse mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah so she tells in the story um of pcaf the uh the rejected half-elf child which i love like i love mm-hmm. this little bit and and i really love rosine's story and the yeah. way that kind of plays out mm-hmm. um because she is not you know these apostles we've met, like they all make this ultimate sacrifice, et cetera. But I think that Rosine is the most sympathetic. Yeah. Um, you know, by, by, a, by a large mile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, you know, the, the story of Pcaf is the, the child who, you know, has some elfish features and, and goes out to live with the elves, but the elves reject him because he's not, you know, elvish either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rosine hears this, you know, the story and, uh, you know, says, no, that's not really how it happened. It happened like this because that's what happened for her. Like she went off and through things we'll get into, 
mm-hmm. he actually becomes like an elf and kind of creates this little colony. Yeah. You know, and she doesn't even necessarily think that she is doing, doing evil. No, no. You know, like she is not, uh, you know, because the mandate from, from God or what have you is that is do as you will not go do evil, mm-hmm. you know? So being kind of short sighted or naive, which is a kind of evil or that can result in suffering is what we're dealing with here as opposed to actual malevolence. Right. And that's why she's such a good villain mm-hmm. for this arc. Yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. And so, like, at least with the Count, like, he was evil and he did sell out a lot of things that were valuable to him. But ultimately, he was redeemed when he opted not to make a second sacrifice to prolong his life and instead chose an eternity of suffering rather than, mm-hmm. you know, sacrifice his daughter. In this case, there, you know, evil is the result of this innocent motivation. Yeah. Right. And so, like, yeah. there are a lot of th- 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 there is a lot of texture to these apostles. And that is better than just what we see in the rank and file. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So so eventually um Guts uh you know ends up getting so he gets waylaid by an insect demon and Puck and Jill go off and find Rosine first. I think that, you know, since Guts is being a jerk, Puck decides to go hang out with Jill at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. And uh and finds Rosine and Rosine is trying to get uh, Jill to become an elf demon. And uh and you know Puck is like these are these are not elves the entire time you know, these aren't elves. Like, I'm an elf. These guys are not elves. And one of my all-time favorite images in, in the whole thing are when they're hanging out with the little elves that are tossing the ball back and forth. And then when they do mm-hmm. the, the close-up on it, it's an eyeball Yeah, that they're, they're tossing back and forth. It reminded me of the beginning of um, Blue Velvet, where, like, yep. you see the thing in the grass. And, <laughs> and it's, it's an you know, ear. Oh, it's an ear. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that so much. It's super creepy. And then they just, uh, they kind of, you know, lay out what's uh troubling about what what's happening here why it's not acceptable even though on on the surface like she doesn't believe she's hurting anybody but they they play war um with each other and and die mm-hmm. and they're just like their point you know he's like that's tor- that's terrible you're tearing each other apart you're going to die and it's like well we're going to die anyway and there's always more friends like there's always mm-hmm. more people you know which is which is really dark and you know. yeah and and there's a there's a uh, they make a point to say oh we're playing war just like the humans do yeah, like this yeah. is no different than what you guys are doing. Right. Like, you know, we would have been drafted into a war eventually. Right. If we had left, left to grow up. Instead, we are these little elves and we're just having fun doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, what's the difference? And there are no stakes. We just descend on the villages and, you know, take what we yeah. want and come back and play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's real upsetting <laughs> that mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't remember it until you mentioned it. But, yeah, it's uh, it is it, it is it is a real thing. Um, Let me see here. Um, But, yeah, eventually guts catches up to them right mm-hmm. yeah yep, yep. and uh you know he, he he plays out on his promise uh but uh not until uh rosine offers jill the uh the, the the bargain really of turning into an elf along with them yep yeah yep yep mm-hmm. yep so you know it's a it's a big fight uh probably chapters long yeah, yeah, this goes on forever, like the fights as they do. Yeah, in this. it's so so. Um, in in putting these notes together, you know, like I, I use the, the I use the comics themselves, the notes that I take when I'm doing this, and then also like wikis and stuff in order to like jog memories. It's really hard to summarize to summarize these chapters in a way that doesn't just focus on. And then he inflicted a grievous blow on blah blah blah. Like th- that's a lot of like the page real estate in this series. Yeah, like they, they walked from place to place, and also he fought this dude. It makes it a quick read because you can kind of flip through. Yeah. Um, but when you start getting 
when you get invested in the macro plot, you know, it becomes kind of a pacing issue, which started mm-hmm. bothering me, yeah. especially where the, the, you know, it's left off right now in that, you know, these fights, while they can be pretty and have some cool concepts to them, like, I just want to yeah. get back to the, the grand cosmology so bad. Yeah. So, you know, simultaneously, the, uh, the chain knights show up at Jill's village mm-hmm. and, uh, they find a, just a barn full of scorched dead children. Yeah. Like, you know, with, with no explanation. Um, Jill's father gives them the information about where to find Guts and Jill and kind of enlist. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's polishing his medals and stuff. And it's like, finally, you know, my time's come. I'm, I'm in the army again. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I want. And, uh, and heads on out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Simultaneously, while Guts uh, destroys elf demon cocoons. Yep. And, uh, and starts battling with Rosine, who is too fast for him. Right. Like, she flies through the air, and she also, she poisons him. Yeah, she's got, point. like, poison dust that he inhales, and it, you yeah. know, like, oh, no, I can't lift my right hand enough to do more than five shot, five shots. Yeah. I'd better yeah, make exactly. them count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets weirdly <sighs> quantified the way that anime fights do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Over 5,000. Oh, well. Yeah. But uh, but eventually, yeah, yeah. he gets her on the ropes, you know. He prevails, mm-hmm. as Guts does. Um <laughs> And uh, he's ready to, uh, to issue the killing blow. You know, she uh, has, 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 you know, in a Resident Evil-like fashion, you know, morphed even further into more of a demonic uh, style. Um, and he's ready to, li- to deliver the killing blow. But Jill uh, throws herself on Rosine to, uh, you know, to, to shield her because she doesn't want her friend to die. She, you mm-hmm. know, either just out of like, no, don't kill my friend or recognizing that she didn't know what she was doing, you know, puts herself in harm's way. And Jill's father, having shown up with the Chain Knights, shoots Guts. Um, and uh, this allows Rosine to escape, really tragically, actually, mortally wounded. She's mm-hmm. going to die. Yeah. Um, and her last expressed wish is to go find her parents, who are no longer around. She sacrificed them to be the way that she is. Right, right. And you get the idea. I mean, obviously, turning into Apostle isn't going to do the best for your kind of mental state. Nope. So it's, you know, that she, she doesn't remember this. I think if I remember this right, and it's been a while since I've read this art, um, <clears throat> it's not actually Jill shielding Rosina that sto- or Rosina that stops Guts. I think it's the crossbow bolt. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because Guts, I mean, Guts is going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, at this point, like he is, he is, and that's kind of foreshadowing with what's going to, you know, happen with him. He's close to going berserk. Mm-hmm. Like he is just, you know, it's, it's live or die and one person's life getting in the way is not going to actually make a difference. Yeah. But I get stopped, you know, purely by almost coincidence. So Guts after this manages to escape and uh, the, the holy Iron Chain Knights are in, you know, in pursuit. Um, Jill tries to go with him and Guts says, nope, you should stay with your dad. And we remember her dad is awful. And her dad, (laughs) we get to see him kind of dressing her down for running away and Mm -hmm. just, you know, because he doesn't get, I think he, you know, was expecting a position in the army or to kind of be a hero. Mm -hmm. And uh, what they just found was confusing, you know, bloody demon corpses and burst cocoon sacks and dead babies everywhere. And just, there's no answers. Yeah. Well, there's, there's no answers, like, but everything is still pointing to guts being a monster. And that's right. and that's kind of a good manifestation of that curse, which is like this makes him persona non grata, like everywhere too, as if right. that, as if that wasn't obvious. But like you know, like it pretty much makes him the, the 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 one that the church is going to go after because all he leaves is bloodshed in his wake. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. And, and so it just it's a real it's a real shitty ending for everybody from that village, which is like oh all your kids are dead, you don't know why, 
Um, oh, and also, like, these two people, like, go back to your peasant lives. It's better than being with me in this magical realm of adventure. Yeah, well, well and also, <laughs> but you can't sleep if you, yeah. if you, if you are. Well, yeah. And, I think, and they're setting him up, like, because he, you know, he eventually, over the course of the next, like, several arcs, like, acquires kind of a fellowship going on. But at this point, he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't want it. Yeah. He doesn't need it. Um, but, yeah, you know, score score one for Team Blake. <laughs> like uh, in, in the, these cosmologies, like yeah, go back to your peasant life. Nothing makes sense. All of your children are dead. Mm-hmm. That's where we end. Yeah. Um, and we move on to the next arc, um, the Binding Chain. Yes. And I like this arc, um, even though it doesn't move everything along. Like it very much is Farnese's time to shine, right? Like mm-hmm. this is this is all about Farnese and kind of her um, introduction to not being a complete religious zealot. Yeah. 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 I mean, introduction, it doesn't happen until like way late, but like this is, this is very much about just her and guts getting acquainted. Right. It's, it's also setting up how, how major of a character she's going to be. Yeah. You know, like, so you don't think that she is just kind of like, Oh, she's just going to side with whoever the, you know, the, the grand monster is that Mm -hmm. we're going to deal with next. Like she is actually going to be, you know, a major character in the same way that the the rest of the band of the Hawk was mm-hmm. in the kind of the first half of the series. Um, so they catch up with guts and he is exhausted. You know, yeah. he can't sleep. He just said, you know, he was very hurt by that fight, <laughs> set on fire several times. He kept poisoned. There's, there's a whole, yeah, <laughs> like, a whole lot of the battle mechanics of that battle with the bugs involved getting yourself set on fire and then using blood from baby insect cocoons to mm-hmm. douse the flames. Yep. It's really gross. Yep. So that just keeps happening. So he's, he's had a, he does get a rough day and, yeah. uh, and she manages to get in, like stab him with kind of a lucky hit. Mm-hmm. Like she's not a good warrior. Nope. But, uh, she does that and that allows them to, to capture him. Yeah. He's, he's at his weakest and interrogate him Vatican yep. style. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Indeed. And she, and she, you get the sense, like nobody around her thinks this is, this should really be going on. Right. You know, they can't question her, but they're just, um, you know, and you also get the sense and you got it earlier that, you know, she's not necessarily respected by her men. Oh no. Or, no, no. Like she, like, she's, she's a bit of an outcast. Like she's in this position above them, but she is, uh, yeah. you know, not well liked other a, than by Serpico. There's a very noted one. Well, she, and he's her half brother. So, yeah. you know, but there's yeah. a, there's a very notable scene a little bit earlier on, just kind of like when they're introducing this order of knights she issues an order and it's seen as extreme and they're like hey maybe we should ask your superior officer and she's like hey i'm your superior officer you should just listen to me like everybody questions her leadership and it's a yeah. bit uncomfortable because like i got the sense that it was because she was a lady not because she was crazy which is you know the crazy is true at least now but, so they but, they reveal i don't know where it happened so like it might get i might get a little fuzzy in what's in these volumes versus in the future but this unit has always been led by a woman Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's, it's because uh, it's she's crazy. Later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, th- I don't I don't necessarily like it. They're probably used to being led by a woman. Yeah. No it's, matter uh, what. So I don't think it's sexism. I think it's just because she's nuts. Yeah. It's later in this. It's later in this sub arc yeah. that they reveal that. So, yeah. yeah. So I think it's yeah, I think it's just because she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So she starts whipping and torturing guts. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, you know, he's he's being cool anime dude. He's being cool, he's anime, dude. but he's also saying like, yeah, you know what? Like he stopped short of just saying, I've looked into the face of God. You're fucked. <laughs> yeah. Everything you're worshiping is a lie. Yeah. There is, you know, your God is just the great old one. Yep. And the, uh, <laughs> and she just, you know, freaks out about it. Yeah. But also is getting like a, like a mile, mile wide on 
going yep. on. Oh, uh, well, I hate that term. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, well, you you introduced it to me. Sorry. I learned it from Did you. I, I learned it. Yeah, from I never you. heard it before until yeah. you said it. <laughs> no, so um, I, I may have said it, but just out of derision and also hate. Yeah. It is spawned of hate, but it comes back to me. <laughs> you you weren't saying, "Boy, I hate that term, white on." You were you were referring to a vagina being wide. Yeah. When you said it, I just it was a legit saying. Yeah. You okay. can. It's okay for you to change your mind. No, no, no. You, I, I, think I, I think I think I said it kind of like somebody would refer to the vagina as a box and not necessarily mm. mean it, but it is yeah. still gross and it's still objectionable. And to hear it in the wild, in the wild, sorry, I about said in the wide, um, is yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> either way, either she, way, she gets a, she gets a lady erection, she gets a lady boner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she she's sopping wet at uh, inflicting violence on people, which yes, that's her whole reason of doing this, at least so far. She's a complete dunder psychopath. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's fucking nuts, and she's you know it's it's the quiet ones kind of thing. Mm. Like she's you know she's very uh, uh, kind of stoic, but yeah. Uh, yeah, she's goddamn nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they put guts in a cage overnight, and he's left yeah. to freeze to death or be eaten by demons because. Uh, <laughs> and he tries to tell them like you know this is a bad idea to leave me out at night and and to have me around you because mm-hmm. demons are going to show up. Um, and they're like, what are know? demons? Yeah, exactly. They don't you know. Nothing. Uh, nothing happens with that, though. They don't believe him, obviously. And Puck helps him escape. Right. Uh, yeah. With much reluctance, he uses yeah. him. So <laughs> Guts uses Puck as a salt shaker for healing <laughs> dust, and then realizes, yeah. "Oh, I could have done this all along." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, Guts gets him out, or sorry, uh, Puck gets him out, and Guts goes after his gear, uh, which is in Farnese's tent, um, and. You know, because Guts is not the master of subtlety, or at least the novice of subtlety, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. awakens the whole camp, and he takes Farnese as a hostage in order to kind of leverage his escape, which really pisses Serpico off, rightfully yeah. so. Yep, and we'll we'll get to their background. Um, I believe happens in what we're covering in this episode. Okay, another thing. Um, if mm-hmm. if not, though, I'll you know. Yeah. The um. So they they, they have a. It's not. It's it's not super in depth, but it's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of comes out that uh, Farnese cannot, and other people cannot as well, because um, Puck mentions it. But yeah. people who are not, who are very religious, cannot see these fantastical, mythological things. Right. So if it flies in the face of your religion, you literally cannot see it. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know explains a lot about you know maybe when she shows up on this big pile of you know insect cocoon parts, like mm-hmm. she's not seeing them. Right. Like she just sees a bunch of blood and kids, and then sees guts running away. Yep literally not seeing it not mm-hmm. just you know investigatory which is really cool i mean it can be kind of like a plot wavy hands <clears throat> thing but like i like it as a concept like that somebody mm-hmm. can just come up with something so not part of their worldview that even when it's right in front of their face um it is yeah. not apparent so pretty cool yeah i like it yeah Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so Guts uh, makes off with her on a horse, um, and that horse becomes important in one of the grosser scenes that we've ever yeah. seen here. <laughs> pretty pretty nasty. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but uh, as they're as they're running away, like Guts, uh, you know, starts explaining just a little bit more. Like he opened a little bit of the can of crazy on her during the interrogation, but he says like, "Hey, these things are happening that you just can't kind of don't grasp," and she inter- interprets them as miracles. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, and then that, that is the way that she internalizes demons coming out at night to go after this person who is wicked. Did it? Did it remind? It reminded me a little bit of the uh, zodiac stones in Final Fantasy Tactics. Yep. Like the way that the church mm-hmm. kind of sees that, and that's what that's, yeah. that's uh, what it reminded me of. Well, that that, that definitely like uh, shows up really, really strongly uh, when Mosgus shows around. Yeah. Yeah. 
love yeah. Mosgus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a good design. Yeah. Like the um, so you know some some of the sh- shit goes down, uh-huh. and she's trying to to get away. And the, the the creepy scene Cole's mentioning is she goes to so there's this kind of like it's not just uh, demons just show up, but sometimes things can be turned into demons as well. Yeah, like dogs. So, Wild like, this, dogs are uh, possessed. Yeah, by it could turn into to demons. And she's gonna like escape on this horse, but the horse turns into this demon thing and says something like, "I will mount you instead of you mounting me." And this, you know, and a good laugh was had by all at the the little jest that this gross horse rapist made. Um, and it's real creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, again, we're real rapey. Like, it's just happening all the time now. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is more, a little bit more plot significant because uh, it reminds, like, so you get this idea that Guts has some kind of damaged memory as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's blocked out some things from the eclipse. Yeah. And uh, he remembers well, it's PTSD. Like... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the same way that people keep forgetting things that happen in that eclipse over there, you know, over, <laughs> <Yeah>. overseas. <laughs> the eclipse that we keep inflicting on uh, brown people every where's, day. The, um, so. Where's the Hawks Parade? Yeah. <laughs> where's um, Rickard's Parade, rather? There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he, he kills the horse, though, because it was attempted to... Uh, to rape Farnese. Yeah. So anything that attempts to rape somebody, does he cut off its dick? Or is that just the goat demon later? Um, I, th- I don't think it, I don't think it happens to every single demon. <laughs> okay. But it's, yeah. It's been, a, you know, between this and, like, um, what is it? this is the end. Like, demons getting their dicks cut off, man. Yeah, it's man. It's a banner year for it. <laughs> it's a banner year. <laughs> so, oh, man. You, you mentioning this is the end just makes me want to watch The World's End. But... I know that is a conversation for later, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So he he saves it, and then the ghost that had possessed the uh, that had possessed the horse um, possesses her, and this goes from like just like gross creepy to like psychologically unsettling creepy. It's still pretty mm-hmm. gross, but like this is this is fucked. Like this ghost prying in and kind of revealing some of her like inner motivations, which is like what we suspected before she gets off on hurting people and she uses her position with the Vatican or with the church to, you know, as permission to go about doing this. So she's out there hurting and possibly killing people and getting off on it. And she, she questions, like she fights against that. Um, and ultimately it's shown to be true. Um, and in one of the more like unsettling scenes, she not only attempts to choke guts after stripping her clothes off, but positions her, you know, lady bits over the sword and begs guts to cut her in half. Yeah. 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 Which I, you know, I'm pretty sure I got to that part on a bus. (laughs) (laughs) the nice thing about eventually like, it becomes your fault. No, it, it's, it's totally my fault. The nice thing about it though is that like a lot of times the scenes that do that are troubling don't uh-huh. have any words, so I can quickly take in what's happening and then oh, just swipe yeah. to the next page. Uh-huh. I just okay, got it. Like, sex sword, go, and <laughs> then just, just switch on to the next page and not have to. Uh, yeah, you know, there's just a fraction of a second that mm-hmm. that it's available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and this is this is real creepy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but luckily, you know, the sunlight comes up. Yeah. And the uh, the ghost, she's able to break away from the ghost control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so. in time for the rest of the Iron Chain Knights to show up, and mm-hmm. uh, for Serpico to challenge Guts. And Guts is like, "Yo, dog, you you better run because I'm gonna draw on you." And then Serpico does the impossible and draws on him and cuts his cheek. And they're like, "Okay, let's call it a, let's call it a draw because I've totally got to get Farnese back to safety." 
Yeah, this is before they're on like the cliffside, right? Yeah, the cliffside is yeah. uh, like towards the end later. of the uh, birth ceremony. Yeah. Every time for every time Serpico and Guts ever like raise swords against each other, it's awesome. Yeah. Like it's it's always really cool because you know uh, Serpico's whole thing is he's just fighting smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, like which is yeah. not something anyone's ever done. Like anyone who's <laughs> fighting guts, all they do is just send everything against them. Like yeah. it just like that's just overwhelming with numbers. Like that um, doesn't work, idiots. Yeah, you know, and and uh, Serpico's smarter than that, which is part of why I like him so much. Mm-hmm. And he makes mm-hmm. a point of it. He's kind of like we have to use our fucking brains here, and it yeah. totally works. And his attitude, yep. like you know, his his attitude, is so great. Oh man, just mm-hmm. so good. Like if if there's anything that is like tempting me to go read or at least start the Millennium Hawk uh arc tonight, it's mm-hmm. it's that. Like I would yeah, wanna same. I would like I would want I would want a comic entirely of Serpico. Yeah. I would yeah. I would do a Serpico spinoff. <laughs> so I would like that. His name's a little bit dumb. Like a little that, bit. I can't read it without thinking of the actual Serpico. Yeah. Yeah, the seventies crime cop movie, but Yeah. Well no. You know. Okay, so either the actual Serpico, real life, the um, Are there Serpico? <laughs> No. The Al Pacino Serpico, which is over the top and uh just like way too crazy. And then there's the Charlie Day Serpico from Sunny. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so when i read serpico i immediately jump to charlie day so you know <laughs> well he'd play him if they ever did a live action movie. yeah oh so my I was, gosh I the time. dennis uh, says so anybody who's listening to this uh th- th- this won't mean anything to you gary but uh dennis from the level linked me a uh um uh, an article about aaron paul playing eddie from the uh for, for the uh, dark tower movies yeah, it's, it's I like, saw that the Onion or the AV Club reported on it yeah, last like, week. Holy shit! I've thought that for years. It's so <laughs> like if they if they land that, that will be so fucking good. Eddie is such a good character. He's kind of a Serpico figure, taking it back to relevance, just because he is a smart ass and a former junkie who turns into uh, one of the best shots in all of uh, Midworld. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Oh, good. There we go. Good. <laughs> that is a yeah. cool thing. Also, um, mm-hmm. we talked off mic last episode, Gary, but uh, you should start with the beginning. So Gunslinger Born, if you uh, okay. want to go there, uh, just because of reasons, which we can talk about off mic this time. And anybody else, okay. Dark Tower Comics, if you like <laughs> comics. Yeah. Yeah, I guess like I was like, I like the idea of Aaron Paul being in things. And I like the mm-hmm. idea of them doing a movie of those because it'd be more digestible. But I also worry you know, with Stephen King's real checkered past as far as adaptations mm-hmm. and the fact that it's such a big work, like them kind of doing it justice with a, such a smaller runtime. Yeah. You know, but like it's that, also that Ron be... Howard directing it. So that's that, 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 that is a feather in their cap. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can be, he's mm-hmm. also like a real populist kind of, you know, Not I wonder true. if that'll sand off some of the rough edges too. Like yeah. it seems like, like if I were you, if I was the big dark tower <laughs> fan, I would want like an HBO series. Oh, they're going like, to do that. that. It's going to be, it's going to be movie HBO series, movie HBO series, movie. Oh, yeah. well, good. Yeah, that's what I would want. I would just want, I would want like serialized TV. Yep. That's how, that's how it seems like it would work the best for me. Yeah. It's going to be, so, so the way that I understand it, it's going to be movie of the gunslinger, then, uh, then HBO series of, uh, of the drawing of the two. Or the drawing of the three, rather than a movie of the wastelands, and then a series of whatever's in between, and the movie in the, of the last. So, hmm. yeah, cool. But that could change because it's an, it's in development hell. Yeah. But if you yep. are a fan of Berserk, then you would like the Dark Tower. Therefore, go check those out. At least the comics hmm. or the book.
but yeah, that's uh, that's the Lost Children arc. Really, really good. Or sorry, not oh, the Lost the, Children, uh, the Binding, Binding Chain. Chain. We've been moving yeah. quick. Um, we're going to the birth ceremony, which is where we're going to, you know, it's going to be the climax of our our coverage mm-hmm. of this. And uh, it opens up, again, Team Bleak, um, <laughs> the, uh, the sorry state of, of things in Midland. Um, there's a plague about, um, which has been uh, kind of instigated or propagated by Conrad, who is one of the, the God, God Hand. Which one is he? Again, he's, uh, like the, he's the he's the uh, baby faced anus mouth guy. Yeah, um, one, one of the well, there's two of the kind of, two of them kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind like, of like two that, yeah. two butt faces. Yeah, he's he, the, he is the more anus faced of the two. Okay, uh, which goes into one of the more awesome images of like the hillock of rats that turns into his face and then explodes into yeah. more rats. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. And like, I'm I'm a sucker for a plague. I don't know <laughs> what it is, but like, that just seems that's where drama comes from i don't know like it just i like a plague um, do, you, do you need to make the world shittier for uh dramatic purposes <laughs> go with a plague give it a, give it a yeah. plague well it just it makes it makes uh, the dust you know everyone is desperate to do things mm-hmm. you know like it just start you know dishonored like it just starts off like it makes people you know kind of take chances mm-hmm. so i like yeah. it yeah um but yeah. Uh, also so, the king has died after aging very very rapidly um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Well, I didn't know whether he aged very rapidly or like what time has passed, like what time it's scale we been were. Roughly two to three years. So, it's like, what, like, like from I the end thought. of from the end of Golden Age to this, it's been like at the most three years. That's what I thought, but then him aging so quickly made me think maybe more time had gone by. Yeah, but he's just he's just aging because now he's you know got everything is shit. So right. I think it's just the job is hard on him. Mm-hmm. I guess is the idea. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he dies. Yep, he dies. Charlotte takes the throne, and then there's more of that Game of Thrones-esque um, bitter courtly infighting uh, to try and mm-hmm. decide who's going to be a regent that uh, doesn't really pay out in this arc. I think it's really just kind of like, oh, this is still medieval and not some kind of crazy just fantasy sci-fi mesh like you would imagine right. it would be. Right, and um, and the big kind of threat, and they're going to be they're going to show up a lot more in the next couple arcs that we're we're not going to cover are the the Kushans, mm-hmm. um, who are the the you know Middle Eastern kind of stand-ins yeah. as the egyptian or saudi they're, um, they're, at the very, they're at the very least slightly more sensitive than the um uh, persians from 300 yeah 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 they're not quite that bad <laughs> they're not quite um, monsters and and they've actually they've shown up like we had the exotic warrior yeah. from them before but those, these guys are, you know they these guys become more of a threat and right now they're kind of a looming presence more than anything yeah yeah they're they're so. they are the uh, the enemy at the gates right yeah Mm-hmm. But uh, freed from the the village of the elves and the misty valley and whatnot, Puck is guiding Guts to a place that has been blessed by elves that he can kind of sense, so Guts can get a goddamn night's sleep for once in his life. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And both of them are unaware that uh, Puck is leading him to the blacksmith Godo's cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a little bit of a reunion. Yeah. Um, you know they uh, so so they end up find this is where you know he's he's been like he left uh casca with them before this yeah 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 um I, did we talk about i feel like that happened at the la- end of the last arc but i don't think we really talked about him taking off from casca, uh, a little bit casca. like i talked about the sprint um and him talking to yeah. the skull knight and finding his mission and getting the uh and getting the equipment but like mm-hmm. he he left casca there kind of short-sightedly but also knowing that like at the very least the people there would protect her yeah maybe yeah, that's, unless that's they where, let that's her casca. run the fuck off which yeah, which is, which is exactly what they, they do. <laughs> yeah. And it's because they have to keep her... She's all Nell, so yeah. they have to keep her chained up. 
you know, and mm-hmm. uh, they just felt bad for her. Like she just wanted out because nobody mm-hmm. likes being chained up. Yeah. And that was, you know, literally her life, like a, you know, medieval asylum. Mm-hmm. Like you, you do not know well enough to protect yourself. Right. Um, and then they, you know, a moment's mercy and she gets out. Right. So, yeah. So he gets mm-hmm. there and they're shocked that, you know, guts is even alive. Like he left basically under cover of night, having taken these items, you know, out there looking for a fight, you know, mm-hmm. straight up like bus stop boxer style. Just completely, you know, out there. And, you know, he comes back and finds out that, like, hey, people can move on. Like, Rickert, you know, even though he lost basically, you know, he's a little kid, essentially, at the the start of this arc. Um, You know, he's lost everybody he's ever known. And, you know, he has turned his life to blacksmithing. And all of his practice orders he has turned into grave markers for his lost friends. And he's coped. And yep. like and, that makes me really like Rickert <laughs> even more than I did yeah. before. Yeah. And it looks a lot like just throwing in souls collect, uh, connections. It looks a little bit like the grave of Artorias. Right. Here, this kind of like field of swords as, as grave markers. Mm-hmm. I think they show. And uh, he becomes a blacksmith, much mm-hmm. like the blacksmith. And <laughs> even though he's better and more interesting than that yeah. blacksmith that had, he'll never get a prepare to cry. Um, <laughs> blacksmith Rickert. Um, yeah. yeah. And uh, he kind of has, like, a conversation. So this is the, you know, this is a real turning point for Guts. Right. So, you know, he sees Rickert, like, how Rickert's dealing with this this grief that happened. And uh, he has this conversation with Godo about uh, vengeance and, uh, and kind of grief. And, and this is where he decides to invest in people, you right. know. Like, I, I can go fight demons or I can protect an actual person. Like, I can choose but, the world or I can choose an individual. Yeah. And I choose Casca. So I need to mm-hmm. find her and then I'm going to, that's that's my purpose. I'm going to protect her. Right. That's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of marks the uh, the, the the articulation point between guts and yeah. like I'm actually going to care about somebody guts, um, yeah. which is where he was before. You know, like he wasn't that during most of the Golden Age arc. So it very much the the the, the stuff that we've seen is very much out of character for him. Um, yeah, and it's notable that Godot's dying, and and kind of one of his last um, acts. Not only does he smack guts you know, back to good sense, but he also reforges the dragon slayer because he's like, yeah, it's been two years, but this sword looks, this sword looks like it's about 60 years old. Yeah. Like, you know, and the entire thing is wrapped in this metaphor of like, you know, the, the, the cracks of hatred that get in and tear us all apart. Right. Yep. In a kind of anime, kind of just like medieval poetry sense. Yeah. 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 And 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 in, in in terms of just kind of a traditional video gaminess, yep. like oh, you're starting a new mission, get some new equipment. <laughs> yep, it's oh, a little bit like oh, it's a dragon slayer yeah. plus one now. Yeah, exactly. And you get your new new crossbow arm, uh-huh. and it and now is upgraded to shoot bombs. Like you got, you can shoot missiles now. Yep, and yeah, and we we didn't mention it, but it I think we just accidentally skipped it, but. It's kind of this is there are a lot of visions that are going on in this. It's, it starts getting real mystic, mystic mumbo jumbo-y because back in yeah. uh, Midland, people are having visions of this white hawk yeah, flying yeah. through the air, and uh, gets his demon child, which mm-hmm. is the the little fetus, um, which came out after Femto uh, raped Casca, mm-hmm. but it's got it's guts his child, right. like that that's revealed to him as well. So it's it's from when they they consummated, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it shows up and gives him another kind of vision of yeah. a horrible tower. And uh, he, you kind of says, okay, well, that's probably where Casca's at. Yeah. And there's a little bit of the like, well, for lack of a better place to look, 
mm-hmm. you know, but that that's fine. Like, yeah. you trust the trust the vision. He describes his vision, and you know, everybody there says, "Oh, that's Albion, right?" Yeah, you know, and I, he, he saw Casca burning at the stake there. So, yeah, like, let's go do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the way there, we were introduced to um, Isidoro. <sighs> yep, Isidoro sucks. Isidoro is just <laughs> fucking awful. And this is where, and he, there's some characterization that happens with him as it goes. He's, I don't want to break your heart, but he's like, he's, he's a fixture now. Ugh, um, like, he's a member of the band. Why is it that like, <laughs> just make it Serpico. It's like guts and Serpico out there having some like, like, you know, Serpico's the brains and guts is the brawn. And uh, again, fuck. again, so, and again, just, well, maybe this will be a balm. Like, you okay. know, and this isn't, isn't really a spoiler. But Serpico is there too. Like he, he gathers a little bit of a fellowship. Okay, and uh, and and Serpico has a major part, and is pretty much from the end of this arc onward, all through the Hawk of the Millennium and uh, through Fantasia. Serpico's there. Okay, is it Shadura so there? Yeah, I don't oh, feel yeah. any better. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's some kind of math where he's worth like a two negative Serpico's. Yeah. This is, he also well, he is worth two negative characters because this is also when we're t- keep talking about Puck turning into an emoticon. Mm-hmm. Now all Puck does once Isidoro is around. <laughs> Is like hang out on his shoulder and do pop culture, like turn into pop culture costumes uh-huh. based on what Isidoro is referencing. Yeah, and it's it's ridiculous. Yep, like it, it's just it's really weird. It's a weird it, choice, and it's it's as things get darker, we need to add more and more comic relief. Well, you know, here's the thing. So like, an an <laughs> all of my knowledge of this trend is from Final Fantasy XII having to add uh, what's his name Vaughn instead of making uh, Balthier and Bosch the main characters. Balthier, Bosch, and Ash the main characters, as they should have. They added Vaughn in to, a, you know, to appeal to like, the little kids. What little kid who's reading this is going to be like, oh, they have Ishidoro there now, and there's Puck, and he's a, he's a moving emoticon, and I'm, I'm going to be able to read this now, like he, in the he, midst of all this exists, awful man. shit. Like, I, 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 just, I, think... I, I can't accept that as part of my worldview. I cannot <laughs> see that fairy in front of my eyes, Gary. I cannot. It's... I guarantee that there are people who are like that. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I don't know. Like, it's appealing to an audience that just isn't, like, it's contradictory. It is so contradictory. Like, and so, like, Puck just, like, hitting stuff with a thistle, I could, I could accept that somehow. But, like, mixing it in, mixing it in and adding another person to team, like, anime child is just unacceptable to me. Yeah, it never, it never stops, too. Like, it, it just, it's, it's, you, <laughs> again, just non spoilers. Like, we haven't reached the floor with that. Okay. And if you keep reading, it'll be a Do little bit Do we ever? Like, um, like, well, they, they could still add more, like, in the future. But there, there's there's more to come uh, in the way of goofy goofy comic relief Yeah, um, as, as you go. In a way, like, I like I would encourage you to read the rest of it because some cool things happen. But mm-hmm. it is really, like, this is, you know, kind of a turning point. Like, this arc is really good. And then after this, it's like, ugh. Mm. And part of it is, is Isidoro. Um, <laughs> and part of it is yeah, so part of it's uh, and part of it is the worst thing about this series so far so yeah equal parts God. um yeah he's and just so you know if you if you haven't read it he's like just a little lithe bratty kind of thief kid yeah who's who's he's precocious brash. like he sees yeah. he sees guts fight and he's like he could teach me secret techniques yeah and it starts becoming real meta like he starts saying like maximum secret esoteric technique and you know <laughs> you know super slam spin dash like they start using moves like you would in a video game and puck essentially just becomes an accessory to this yeah and uh and and like if it was done with a hint of irony or a hint of irony that i could understand through the translation like it's kind of like oh but even still it's awful like like like, like for me you know like (laughs) 
for me, the more effective part of it was that crazy general towards like the middle of uh, the uh, of the uh, Golden Age arc who fought Casca uh, when she was on her period. Ugh. He was yeah. like, my, my, my spear technique has been, um, you know, perfected over 1400 years and blah, blah, blah. And then he was like taken out like that was what that should manifest as not yeah, like that's... a wholehearted and earnest embracing of like, I'm going to shout which move I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just takes it too far. Yeah. So, and maybe, you know, this series, one of the things, since I read it all in the span of a few weeks, like I don't, you know, recognize necessarily that it, it actually spanned decades. So <laughs> right. maybe it was just the style at the time. Like maybe that was <laughs> like wearing know, an onion on your belt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, maybe he just, he read something that he thought was funny. Yeah. That was of this and he was influenced by it. Uh-huh. Like it is not a singular work that he sat down and wrote in like a year. Right. It, it spans decades. So uh-huh. it's, it's going to change. Man. It's just, this is a change for the negative. Like, the early nineties rocked. No, no, I know. Um, like I say yeah. that, I say that with all irony yeah. in my heart. Yeah. But like most of the anime stuff I know is from that period, uh-huh. and there was always this kind of character. Like, uh, like when I was watching Sailor Moon and and all that jazz, <laughs> there is like this dopey little, or even I guess that's not, it's not even just then. Like when I was a kid and watching cartoons in the eighties, like there's always Snarf. Uh-huh. You know, like it wasn't just Thundercats. You always had to have Schnarf. <laughs> like there's always, or Orko. There's always like one character that the kids who are watching it hate more than the other characters mm-hmm. who are meant to, you know, for the, the opposite to be true. But he was always like my least favorite. Like I always mm-hmm. hated the mascot characters. Yeah. The the, the mascot and, uh, character who in some senses is meant to be kind of a, kind of a viewer surrogate. So like, yeah. So so in this progression of awful shit that's introduced, and they bring in a little bit more levity to try and balance the salt water with the fresh water to keep the lobster and the goldfish in equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Like, is it just a progressing series of viewer surrogates? No, 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 okay. no, no. They're just they're just so like. I mean, and this is all. I don't feel like any of this is actually a spoiler for right, plot. Yeah, there's another elf. That shows up. Oh, you said that last time too. Yeah. Goofy. Yeah. There's another elf. And then there is a character who I can only describe. And I actually think this is kind of badass, but I can only describe him as like a Wario knight. <laughs> like he's, he's, he calls himself a mustache knight. His helmet has a mustache on it and he's real fucking goofy, but he looks like Wario to me. <laughs> and there's kind of a Wario knight that they haven't really explained yet, but shows up and does pratfalls every once in a while. So like now we're at, we're at, the the ratio of serious characters to comic relief ones is with the band that's walking around now. I think is five to four. Jesus. I think we have five serious characters and four just like that is Bleh. that is a grim like, Supreme Court, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're barely winning. Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> like like right now we have you know like tormented past, tormented past, <laughs> pervert, psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. I, yeah, it's it's really it's a weird direction that they're they're moving in, <laughs> yeah. and I I do not uh, I'm not not real into it. Yeah. And to make things and to make things and this does get into spoiler stuff because I don't want to talk about her character too much. But uh-huh. one of the other characters who's not a goof um, that they introduce, I really don't like. Well, very you already much. said her sex, so it's Farnese. No, 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 that they uh, introduced that they uh, haven't okay. introduced. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. No, Farnese is fine. Okay. Farnese, Farnese doesn't isn't offensive. Serpico remains cool. Okay. Farnese goes through changes that are interesting. Okay. And I can accept that. Like, I just yeah. just make it guts for an and Serpico. God damn it. Edit. <laughs> yeah, and, also, Edit. and I like your idea of just guts and, and, and Serpico. Uh-huh. Just like back to back. Just, just <laughs> yeah. you know, the old West. Like, I'll, I'll take that too. Yeah. And then every once in a while, they just have to sprinkle out a healing elf onto themselves. Like, <laughs> just, you know, they, they each come with, every time they rest at a bonfire, they get five elves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they yank their spice weasel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I know, I know, I know references are not humor. However, I needed to say yank their spice weasel. Um, but so this is all my way of saying Ishidoro, even though he like puts out a bunch of people's eyes with his rock throws, I do not approve. Ishidoro is unacceptable. Yeah. He's not very good. Um, and he, and he never, like, I never really like him. He gets a little bit better, but he's never great. But anywho, uh, (laughs) he shows up. (laughs) And uh, you find out that the tower and the town is, uh, of Albion is led by Mosgus, yeah. who is the Grand Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got a really interesting design. Like, um, his face, he's very broad-faced and very flat-faced yeah. and very uh, stoic and, uh, you know, kind of flat-voiced. Yeah. And he has this awesome group of, like, misfit holy sadists with mm-hmm. him, um, one of which is straight up using a, a Titanite catchpole. Yeah, uh, like it's exactly it. <laughs> is that the same uh, guy who's using the uh, the plague doctor's mask? I forget. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The plague doctor just has a uh, you know a tiny catch ball, mm-hmm. and those guys are really interesting. And he's he's very like I like this guy a lot as a villain. Yeah. Well, you know why his um, face is like that, right? Uh, why is that? Um, because of his prayer routine. They say a thousand oh, times yeah, a day yeah. he slams his face into the ground in penance. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know this face like when he when he loses composure, like and he gets mm-hmm. all of the like the veins and everything like that. Like I like that a lot. Yeah, he's like, like a, kind of he's like a Phoenix things. Wright villain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that is a good. Yeah, that, that is a lot what he's like. Yeah. So, yeah, Mosgus is rad. Yeah, he also and has an awesome out, hat too. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm into this guy. He's he's silly again in that way that like I love the way the Souls games can just kind of be a little bit silly mm-hmm. while still being scary. Like he's that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, he is at the uh, he is at this tower, um, kind of leading this Inquisition. Albion is is said to be kind of the center of this refugee movement as Midland falls into chaos. Everybody's kind of gathered around, you know, in the shot in the shadow of this tower. Um, and he is there uh, trying to root out whatever is the root cause of this. Um, and he has no idea how right he is that the that some of the root of all the evil that's happening is right there. Uh, but at mm-hmm. least right now, um, he is in charge of the Inquisition, whereas the, uh, the the Holy Iron Chain Knights, having failed in capture the Black, capturing the Black Swordsman, are just there kind of running interference for him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and Casca is here and she's been taken in by um a group of prostitutes led by Luca. <sighs> so, a, a saint saintly uh prostitute with a heart of gold. I love I so I like Luca as a character. I like in reading this, I kind of expected her to join the band. But like based mm-hmm. on the end of this, uh, based on the end of on the end of this arc she does not. Um mm-hmm. I am wary of whenever prostitutes are involved in a story because Frank Miller. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, 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 this is not a team of like badass ninja prostitutes. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> like Lucas, he's a little bit of action, but they're mm-hmm. they're a bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. You know? Oh man, I had like I had this maybe like two month period after watching uh, uh, Sin City the movie where like mm-hmm. I started reading like Frank Miller comics like you know the Sin City and a little bit of the Batman stuff, and it's like this guy is real messed up in the head. Yeah, he's got, and he just got worse too. Yeah, yeah. Holy like I, terror. I, like yeah, yeah. Like there, there are like Sin City. Like I, for the most part, I like Sin City. Yeah. Like it, it is, it is stylish and fun to read. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not great art, but right. I like it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, you know, the first Batman thing he did is pretty good. Yep. Um, you know, and then after that, it's just like, well, and I guess I've heard really good things about his Daredevil run, but I've never read it. Yeah. And then everything else, like since then, has just been like troubling and dumb. Yeah. Well, like he, he like Dennis Dennis Miller was broken by nine eleven, so. Yeah. 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 But he's always been retrograde in terms of treating women, you know? Yeah. 
it just, it just enhanced what was already there. Yep. So pretty much, yep. but yeah, um, there, the, there, there are a couple of interesting characters, Luca, who, you know, just is kind of just a, a leader and she is very egalitarian in terms of splitting the loot. Like she gets mm-hmm. uh, she gets a pearl necklace. <laughs> from yep. one of her clients i, I didn't realize it until i said it yeah, no, uh, a, a liter- that is what happens <laughs> a literal pearl necklace yeah <laughs> like yeah, which is much easier to split than, yeah. than a figurative pearl necklace <laughs> than by the teaspoon yeah yeah would you just be like what well, did i want this no this is gross take why a shower you, why would you do that <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. But... We don't need to split everything. Equal, yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Um. <laughs> but she 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 has wrapped Casca in uh, in in bandages and said, "Yep, she's got syphilis. Don't worry." <laughs> yeah, because she's too you know she's too beautiful and she'll and she's also you know mentally uh, not there, so right. she'll be taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, there's a subplot that turns out to be very important. Yeah. Um, with a, a terminally ill prostitute named Nina, um, and her boyfriend Yokum. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, and she convinces him to attend an orgy in this cultist cave. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has second thoughts after seeing what's actually happening, which is this snake dick demon goat God <laughs> yeah. thing that is like, this is like some fucking awesome, <laughs> you know, dungeons and dragons chick tract, yep. <laughs> like de- devil worship shit going on here. Uh-huh. Like this is, I love this. And like, you never know what's actually happening and what's the, cause they're, you know, using uh sensors to, to inhale hallucinogenic incense. Mm hmm. And stuff, but I, I, this is this was legitimately like real creepy to me, mm-hmm. and just and also gross and and sexual. But it's consensual sex happens in it, so that's a plus. <laughs> that's, um, that's a rarity. <laughs> yeah, and a rare rare move for Berserk. Two people have sex that want to. <laughs> so <laughs> why am I laughing? It's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's true though. Is yeah. the uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Yokim he. Uh, he decides nope and yeah. uh, he runs away and uh, they think he's dead because he falls off a big ledge but he miraculously lives um mm-hmm. and uh there's so much going into and out of this cave that i kind of get murky on it so i can't even rely on my notes here to <laughs> yeah so so and luca and, and casca follow <clears throat> nina i believe and like they're following her out to the cave like they see her leaving and, and nina's always been a troublemaker yeah uh, and luca's always had to kind of take care of her you know yeah. Um, and they end up seeing Casca without her bandages. Mm-hmm. The um, the uh, uh, she's spotted, and there's you know a, a group of berserk style kind of rapists. Yeah. You know that that just show up because that's what that's what happens. Or is it is it them or is it the the Satanist? That's the Satanist. Like the, oh, the, yeah, they're the they're, Satanist. In, they're in the yeah. den, and yeah, like them witnessing her demon baby come to protect her um, is what convinces them that she is the the black witch. Right? Yeah. Yep. Which which, uh, which they they've been kind of prophesizing about, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, and you know not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, Guts shows up in town as as he does, and he rescues the girls from the an inquisitor at the nearby tower. Um, but Nina ends up taking Casca back to the cave yep. because she's frightened, and Nina fucks everything up during this entire arc. Yeah, yeah, she is like, a sucks. wrench in the work. I hate her. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I, you're meant to. I was, I was upset that she lived. Actually, yeah, like, she's constantly, you know, monologuing to herself about how she's too weak to do the right thing. Yeah, um, and just and just doing awful, awful things and just fucking everything up mm-hmm. constantly, 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 including here. They take Casca back to the cave mm-hmm. uh, where the goat d- demon is going to sacrifice her, who is essentially a capper demon. Yeah. Um, and, you yes. know, and they pay special attention to show fucked up goat eyes, which yep. possibly mm-hmm. more disturbing than anything else in this arc. Yeah, goat eyes are great. Um, <laughs> great? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, think, I think you mean awful. It's one of my favorite real life uh, demonic things. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, this is, I mean, this is kind of showing guts, like letting go of some control, mm-hmm. you know, um, because or like being able to depend on people. So Isidoro, who we don't like, mm-hmm. um, manages <laughs> to fend the cultists cultist off of Casca by throwing rocks at them. Like mm-hmm. that's his special skill. Right. Maximum rock throwing attack. <laughs> While Puck goes to get guts, and uh, and Yokum brings um, Yokum, who escaped, he didn't die in the cliff. Brings Farnese right. to the the cave, saying, "You got to check this shit out." Yeah, everything yeah. is converging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they get there, and you know the goat demon who, like before, was just a dude in a goat mask, is yeah. like full on, like a literal, like a, like a weird manifestation of a manticore, actually. Like with yeah. goats and you know snakes and stuff. Like his his dick is literally a snake. Yep. Yeah. And guts decides he you know this he holds no truck with this and decides to cut this guy's dick off because anime. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's, that's what he does. It's <laughs> the third most uh, used verb in the series. <laughs> dick slice. Yep. Yeah. Cutting off dick. Bisect rape. <laughs> dick slice. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, um. So guts guts is leaving with uh, with Casca. Mm-hmm. Like manages to get her out, and uh, he's actually ambushed by Serpico because mm-hmm. you know even though the Holy Iron Chain Knights have been taken off the case of catching the Black Swordsman, he still wants to, and far and more importantly, Farnese still wants right. wants to find him. And we know this. I mean, she's fascinated with him. She's monologued a little bit about you know the strength of his conviction and stuff, and questioning her faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Serpico knows this. And this is one of the first times, and it happens a couple times in the series, where they have reason to cross swords and. Uh, uh, Serpico has outsmarted him yeah. um, by ambushing him on a on a cliff where he can't swing his sword. Right, like all of you know, his advantages are gone. Mm-hmm. Whereas Serpico, who uses a kind of a rapier, mm-hmm. is able to you know work just fine. Like even down to like I am on your left side, like clinging to this cliff face. So yep. like you literally cannot do this without falling. And yep. he even says like everybody who's fought you has just thrown dude after dude at you. It's a waste. Just send one guy in the right situation. So Serpico yeah. is fucking Batman. Yeah. Serpico is great. <laughs> yeah. Like if you take anything away from this entire <laughs> mini series of, of bonfire side chats, it's Serpico is badass. Yeah. I love him. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Serpico fan um, club. Yeah. Exactly. Serpico 2016. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag serpico 2012 yeah um, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah uh this th- this provides you know kind of enough distraction for uh ishidori to fuck shit up again um yeah. and uh get casca and uh, i believe nina um captured yeah i think nina at this point is maybe pretending to be a victim mm, okay. in the way that she does like I, I i don't remember exactly but i hate her yeah and <laughs> <laughs> i hate her therefore i will, I will assume the worst but uh yes, but I, hate her. I love i love serpico that's all all you need to know yep but farnese manages to capture them so right. you know uh so casca's now in the tower yeah yeah Yep. Well, Yokum was just doing what he thought was right. He did. Like, yeah, he was. He he just wanted you know the the church to come fight demons, but uh-huh. turned out to be a bad idea. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. So this is the case now. The mission, you know, as it's always been, is to rescue Casca. Uh, but uh, you know, she is in the in the belly of the beast. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. She's put. Uh, yeah. So so Mazgus puts her. Um, you know, attempts to put her to torture her, or kill her rather. The Iron Maiden didn't torture. <laughs> yeah, her. like it it's an her. execution device. There's a whole, like, when they, and I think earlier in this, um, Mazgus showed Farnese the torture room. Mm-hmm. That, that oh. segment's awesome. That sequence is really cool. Yeah, just because it's, like, human bodies as props. Well, and well, and just because, you know, at this point, like, you, you can really kind of see the register on her face mm-hmm. uh, being shocked. Like, oh, this is actually what's going on behind the scenes of my religion. Yeah. 
Um, like it's, also be, it's not just introduce... whipping people that gets me off. It's actually dismembering people like for no reason, really. Yeah, like th- this could get way, way worse. Mm-hmm. Also, we should mention um, the uh, earlier Mazgus, um, you know, some refugees kind of questioned him and uh, he started torturing them by putting them onto wheels. Oh, shit. We didn't uh, talk about that at all. Yeah, I'm sorry. We, we I was very that. remiss <laughs> in actually putting that in the notes. Fuck. Yeah, it, it's quite all right. Um, so he, <laughs> he tortures them onto wheels, mm-hmm. um, you know, onto the wagon wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, later when they turn into demons, they are just bone wheel skeletons. Yeah. Like that's that's 100% where they come from. And it's an awesome scene. Like mm-hmm. that design works so much better, I think, on, on paper than it does in the game. Yeah. Where like they're cool in the game, but they're just, uh, you know, they move too quick and you can't really see them, you know, them walking around. Mm-hmm. as such you know but they look really cool on the page like that sequence is really neat yeah and there's a little bit more meat to them like they have they have the you know their clothes still so you can tell that they yeah. are they are the revived remains of people who oh, were and, you know, and who died in the most awful oh yeah yeah and they're and the, with the, the skeleton or the zombie versions of them are or skeleton versions of them are like saying their sins as they they wheel towards guts mm-hmm. yeah. like it's really cool like they actually have yeah. kind of a background mm-hmm. as opposed to in the game when they're just but that made me think i wonder if that's you know, I never thought of a torture wheel, but that is a thing. Oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. that sheds some light on actual bone wheels. And At the I, very least, the ones in the painted world. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. No, I mean, just like very much something. Something had to bind them to that, which was the which was the instrument of their death. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, <laughs> torture could take place in many parts of, uh, of, of, of this world. But, like, the catacombs in the painted world are definitely the places where that would happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. makes perfect sense but also looks cool and like in the anime which does such a good job of conveying motion like those very clear like vector lines you know mm-hmm. of stuff happening yeah. so this was after you know mosgus was like yo we rip people apart and put them on wheels um and before guts got into town like he was fighting these demons that were coming out to stop him from getting there yeah yeah yep, yep. indeed so back in back in the present um the, the past present. Mm-hmm. Um, is about to put Casca into an Iron Maiden. It looks very Latrian. Yeah. Um, but Demon Protector has kind of come and save her because she is fated for more yep. um, than this. And uh, Farnese sees this. She can no longer <laughs> deny. Like, oh yeah, demons, demons, demons. <laughs> and uh, ends up helping Guts as he right. fights his way into the tower to rescue Casca. This is kind of Farnese's you know, ultimate kind of switch over to the side of angels mm-hmm. and things. Yeah. So. And so like this tower is being just overrun by these demons and Mosgus, um, you know, he's not technically an apostle. He's like in a mi- he's a minor one, as we're going to talk about later. But he's always looked like somebody who is going to turn into an apostle. So, oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah. and his class and his group of torturers that are all like deformed in a certain <laughs> yeah. way, everything like they have like, you know the the you know boss fight libretto about mm-hmm. them when when you get introduced to them it's like oh, okay these are the things that guts is going to be fighting yeah you know yeah. in turn mm-hmm. which is true yeah so guts fights his way into that mm-hmm. right and yep. you know eventually gets there and there's a little bit of like maneuvering back and forth puck has gone in there and found her and turned into into an emoticon and ishidora was useless um yeah. but you know he is <laughs> yep. he, he is nina mostly things up i think at a certain point like nina's supposed to like wait in a barrel Oh yeah, like Lucas Shields are in fucking tight. Yeah, yeah, she won't just stay still. Like she starts monologuing to herself about how useless she is, and then ends up ruining something else and like yeah. drawing attention to yeah. Lucas. Like to Luca, this is literally the only thing you can do. I will seal you in this barrel, and you will survive. And she yep. fucks that up. Yeah, but she's still awful. survives. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, she's the worst of all worlds. 
I yeah. hate her. But uh, but Luca, yeah. um, so, so so these things happen concurrently, and I apologize if we're fucking up the order here. But uh, Luca, is things thro- are moving really quick. Now. Yeah. So like it, it it is like kind of a blur. Like we're gonna fuck up the order, but that's because you know it's several issues, but the amount of time that goes by is minutes. Right. For this next little bit. Yeah. So. So, so Luke is thrown from this tower, which is being overtaken by demons and will ultimately, ultimately turn into a shrine of the God hand, like a, a hand reaching for the moon in this weird little miniature eclipse. But she's thrown into the corpse pit where the, mm-hmm. I believe the skull knight comes and is like, yeah, there is more happening here than you can probably comprehend. And she follows a trail down into or the, 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 the skull knight saves her. She thinks he's the Grim Reaper. She follows the trail down into the like what's at the heart of this, which is this hermit who has become an apostle, um, just because he grew up in this corpse pit. Like just the, the yep. only life he's ever known has been having bodies thrown on him that were you know victims of the plague and the Inquisition, and he wants to become a bailet to become the egg for the new world. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and things are getting real trippy again. Like every two arcs, <laughs> like Berserk gets really, really trippy. Um, and he and he's you know he is a, a sympathetic character. Like most notably, Luca feels sympathy for him, right. which I really love. Like she's you know she's a good guy. she's a good egg. Yeah, she has a um, uh, as opposed uh, to a bad egg. Like this guy is. <laughs> yeah, Luca <laughs> yeah. has a functioning moral compass. So yes, yeah. yep, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So so Malzgus ends up kind of turning into a demon at this mm-hmm. point. And all of his torturers turn into theme demons. Yeah, um, and demons. you kind of find out their backstory. Yes, demons. <laughs> the the the, uh, the they you find out their backstory. Like they were picked mm-hmm. from various villages where they were deformed and picked on, and yeah. they have this like just great loyalty to yeah. him. So they'll they'll fight with him even though he's clearly but, not bonkers. They they have this loyalty because he took them in despite their despite their deformity, and they have no other option. And they have got yeah. this like resentment built up inside of them, including you know tight night catchpole plague doctor guy who is like a totally normal looking dude except he blisters under the sun yeah yeah, yeah. yep very cool yeah. and he dies and unceremoniously for as much build up as he gets that's unfortunate but maybe yeah. he'll come back um he doesn't that, that wasn't me <laughs> yeah. the, um and notably during this whole thing there's kind of public opinion to deal with as well yeah like people people are watching these fights and to them you know, their high inquisitors turn into an angel. Right. Like he gets he has huge wings, wings he gets and yeah. armor. Um, you know, he becomes this and, and they think like he's saying, we just have to kill the black witch and all of this will end. Mm-hmm. And from their perspective, like that seems pretty reasonable. Mm. You know, like there's this demon woman who came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she showed up, everything went to shit. Right. And now, you know, now this person we place our faith in is, is, you know, fighting her. And there's this black swordsman mm-hmm. trying to protect her from, from our people who are winged. Yeah, you know, um, and that that's kind of just like an interesting little little bit again. Like something Berserk likes to do is just have the, the you know the obvious bad guy and the obvious good guy get flip flopped right. all the time, and they, they play with that a lot. Yeah, um, and that serves a, an important purpose because the the intensity of their feeling, like you know, burn the witch, burn the witch, um, is you know is is what helps this along, um, mm-hmm. and that kind of negative energy becomes food for what, for what happens down with uh, Mister you know down with the Eggman. Um, yeah. you know, which is, you know, the, 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 the demon baby guts, guts and Casca's child, um, inhabits the inside of the egg and it starts gestating and turning into, uh, Griffith. Right. Yeah. So as yep, yep. guts is fighting Mosgus and losing and like, Oh no, he's on the ropes and only has two hits left and blah, blah, blah. Eventually uses his, uh, his bomb cannon arm and, uh, blows Mosgus away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, 
like ultimately that is not enough because Griffith is born and the outsurge of, you know, minor and major demons forms again, just like this other mini eclipse event and just destroys anybody who is not in a safe place at that time. Yep. Yeah, it's just they're they're feeding on negative energy like in Ghostbusters too. <laughs> so, the, uh, so essentially, if you've seen Ghostbusters too, you've seen this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an awesome scene with the uh, the baylet with the legs. Yep, like the like baylet mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like that's an awesome image. Yeah, that shows up here. It's it, it's it's awesome because like it's the first time that you've seen a baylet that is configured like a face. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it when that happens. And there's yeah. the one there's this image of it just like screaming with its eyes like you know t- crying blood. Yeah, you know like it just great 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 it's a little bit like you know we were a little bit scattershot in describing it because it's less clear than the first (laughs) eclipse right like this is this is a real it's getting complicated and one of the things that keeps going is like it never really gets less complicated (laughs) than that like they're they they just kind of keep adding factors like everyone we've introduced here sticks around Mm -hmm. um and they and they introduce more and more characters yeah so it's kind of doing that like you know deadwood or the wire thing where like every season they're just adding more people without taking care of you know getting rid of very many of them right um so yeah but the, i mean the the status quo we're left with as we leave this is that griffith is in the world now and he's teaming up with nosferatu zod as kind of his right hand man and he's gonna start you know his designs right and uh, and that's what he does so yeah and that's yeah. the end of that arc you know there's a little bit it's left unresolved as to what exactly happens to guts at the end of this if you're not just mm-hmm. immediately going to the next uh, to the next volume, um, but uh, but you know Nina lives unfortunately, and boy does, a, she. <laughs> boy does she, um, and you know we're left with Farnese, you know just ultimately like yeah I can't do this anymore, right? Yeah, yeah she quits and she ends up you know following her kind of infatuation with Guts's conviction, mm-hmm. and and follows him like I, I alluded to a couple times but he kind of puts together a band. Right. Um, of which the people who were you're currently dealing with mostly are, are with him, including a couple of new characters. Hmm. Um, it gets real, um, like yeah, like I'm just I'm not saying this just because it's a trigger word for Cole, but real astral planey, okay, from kind of points on, and you know the astral plane sucks, yeah, and usually things that deal with it are annoying. <sighs> um, it gets it gets like that. The grand everything that's going on with Griffith is still cool. Okay. And I still want to know what it is. but And, and people listening to this, I realize that's probably an unsatisfying way to leave this series. But it doesn't it doesn't end. Like, the story is in, yeah. in motion now. So if we did an episode covering the rest of the stuff that's in the manga, we would still just end in the middle of a fight, probably. Yeah. You know, and that's all that there is available. So mm-hmm. you'll, have to, uh, you'll have to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree, Mio. So there, there are two arcs after this: the Hawk of the Millennium Empire, um, which just sounds anime as fuck, um, and, yeah. then, and then then the Fantasia <laughs> arc, which uh, sounds Western animation um, as fuck. But uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, you know, we can assume that Griffith back in the world, how things will happen. Like maybe he's going to put together another band of the Hawk, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and and the 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 cushions are are a big factor yeah. in that, in in the next couple arcs as well. So yeah. it's worth reading, I think. Mm-hmm. Like you should, you should definitely read it up until um, where it gets to. It's not worth not reading, but it just there's just a huge decline in quality yeah. after after this. I think that this uh, you know this kind of the conviction arc is actually really great. You know, mm-hmm. kind of looking back and seeing what exactly that contains as you know this is the status quo of the world now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that kind of monster of the week section like both the villains yeah. that are set up as major villains are very compelling and mm-hmm. and interesting world building going on 
Yeah. Uh, you know, nothing that quite, you know, beats the eclipse for me. Like that's still the highlight of the series, but yeah. this little mini eclipse is, you know, comes close. I'm very happy we got as far as we did just because, you know, kind of like we joked about with everything, you know, everything else leaving off on the end of the golden age, like the golden mm-hmm. age provides, provides this context for this teaser that we got in the black swordsman and to see yeah. where that ultimately leads into, you know, having learned the mechanics and learned the motivations behind it, see a little bit how it resolves itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once the pieces are in motion, that's really satisfying to me. Yeah. And, yeah. If, and if I left it here, I would feel okay. I'm compelled to finish it out at least as far as it's gone so far. Um, you know, I'm going to take a break because I can literally not talk about Berserk anymore. Um, <laughs> well, aside from the, well, yeah, yeah, because we have another episode Berserk. after it. Yeah, Fuck. For another hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, yeah. and I just, I, again, I just wanted to end, like, I just want to know where the cosmology stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll follow it. Like I'll keep an eye on translations and stuff, but, um, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of, and this also, like, I think that, this is kind of this arc is kind of we're we're getting a little bit less um, related to to souls too. Yeah, you know, kind of near the end, like this kind of like birthing a new world, like that could be a plot for a souls game, mm-hmm. like, but it's not. It's not actually one. So we're, there's a lot more like kind of superficial and tonal things. Yeah, that are that are related in this arc, and it, I feel like it kind of moves away from things, especially as it gets sillier. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. It gets you know because there's there's no there could there could be no Isadoro in in uh in the souls games yeah yeah so huh no wario knights i'm very happy i read it at least as yeah. far as I did, for as much as I joke about being fatigued about it, that's just a circumstance of the way that I came across it and the way that, yeah. you know. We talked about that. Like, when you do yeah. things for a deadline, it kind of spoils them a little bit. Mm-hmm. We do that a lot. Yep. Um, yeah, so hopefully, you know, hopefully this was useful to people who are listening. There's still one more episode of our, our Berserk series mm-hmm. on this, and uh, we're going to be talking about, and that's good. So the next episode, we should probably talk about that, is going to be that and then also some kind of miscellaneary. Um, we're going to talk about um, the Dark Souls Design Works book as well. Yeah, yeah, which just came out, came out in America here recently. Um, yeah. As of the time you're hearing this, about like two weeks ago. So. Indeed. And then uh, after that, we're going to do uh, four episodes on Kingsfield, the ancient city. Yep. Which both of us so, have beaten and both of us really, really like. Yep. 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 Probably similar, you know, three episodes covering the body of it and then a wrap up episode. Yeah. Before uh, Dark Souls 2. Mm hmm. Um, then Dark Souls 2, guys. Yeah, Dark Souls 2. So, so do we want to talk about, like... The event like, <laughs> of my young life. The eclipse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Do, do we want to say, like, like at the very least, what the first episode is going to be? Sure. Of it? Yeah. So we've already got everything planned out. Not not, not everything, but at the, very, at the very least, like, we are arranging to beat it before, or at least play a large portion of it, before the first Sunday of uh of of that week uh so we can record like a first impressions episode and then we're going mm-hmm. to probably leave it for a week or so as we try and assemble like what the first area is going to be and gather our first guest up and everything and then the series will continue as normal so as opposed to having our regular introduction episode we're going to have um like a first impressions like hey here's what we've seen so far to get you primed and for us to crystallize our thoughts through discussion um and then get everything ready so that's what we're yeah. going to see so it's something that we'd end up doing off mic, but we're just going to kind of do it on mic. Yep. 
you know, that kind of thing. And we also want to give ourselves, you know, it's going to be an evolving thing. So season four of this show is going to feel very different than season, you know, one and two mm-hmm. um, in that we'll be, you know, I want to be when we're discussing each area, I want to be on my second time through it. Same here. You know, and uh, the new information is going to come out. <laughs> new information like has come to light, dude. Yeah, new information yeah. will come to light. So we we will we will have our theories on things. Mm-hmm. It being a big breathing community, people will have things. So I bet you there's going to be a lot more kind of shuttle running mm-hmm. going on, like going back to earlier episodes as we discover new things, right? Um, than there were in previous ones. Yeah. So the whole thing's going to be a little less like focused on you know this is this area and everything contained within, mm-hmm. because we may not know everything that's contained in the area, right? And and nobody may. Mm-hmm. At the time we record it, like it might be new things will come out as still are coming out for Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, you know, we ask for your patience. We're still going to keep, you know, structure is important to us. We're still going to keep that structure. Yep. But uh, we're also going to be a little bit more scattershot. Yeah. And I'll also say, you know, we've always welcomed the errata. You know, we embrace it as a actual part of the appendix episodes. Um, we welcome you to participate in that and to challenge our theories and to, you know, bring actual evidence to our, you know, to us, because that is where a lot of this is going to be sorted out. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that, that, that is where most of all you can, you can participate with helping kind of form, uh, what, you know, what the speculation and what the actual conclusions we draw are. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's going to be, you know, the, the pressure's on, <laughs> it'll be, it'll be very important to, uh, and, and you guys will all do that naturally because yep. <laughs> we're all in this together. Yep. We're all in this together. Um, so that's, that's our show. Um, errata wise. Um, you know, or not errata wise, um, kind of, uh, uh, why am I pronouncing that that way? Um, admin wise, admin wise, um, there what we can go. They do? Well, you were, you were pronouncing it wrong because you were saying the wrong word. Yeah. No. Exactly. It's spelled and pronounced differently. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> what you can do, um, so ratings and reviews on iTunes really, really do help us. Um, we have had a lot of people, uh, engaging with us on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross and Gary, you are Gary Ba. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's kind of saying like, Hey, I found you new, you know, everything like that. If you are a new listener and you are finding us through iTunes or you have access to an iTunes thing, leaving us a review really, really does help, especially as we're, mm-hmm. we are moving into, uh, this new season where, um, more people are going to be interested in dark souls and we're going to be not on the cutting edge, but we're going to be, you know, a presence in this. If you want, if you want more people to find out about us, like we're coming up on a time when those reviews and that push is really going to help get us, get us into, uh, the front notice so review us uh leave us a rating tell your friends and uh like us on itunes yeah, yeah or all like, like us on facebook rather there we go yeah yeah, yeah. and and friend us on twitter and do all that stuff we really appreciate it yes we do um yeah it's it's, it's huge um you can also if you like us in general you can check out our other shows mm-hmm. um we do watch out for fireballs which is kind of uh similar like pretty similar to these berserk episodes <laughs> um but for old video games instead right and uh yeah Mm-hmm. And then um, we also do a show called Abject Suffering, which is we take kind of a bad game as a starting point and then just kind of riff around. <laughs> just talk or talk um, about whatever we want. Yeah, it's real yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Like we both think it's really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you can, if you like Gary, you can listen to him and Bonfire Side Chat alumni Nick Glaber talking on Check It Out Comrade, uh, which mm-hmm. is an indie game kind of uh, recommendation slash expose slash uh, exploration um, into the, uh, really, really exciting world of, uh, games that you can buy for real yeah. cheap on Steam. Ex- Expose is the, the word there. We recently found out that the makers of Nidhogg have been putting FDA not allowed amounts of hand busy into their game. Oh man. Yeah. I, I, 
So I I love that YouTube so much, but yeah. I also found out that that's a it's a slur in some cultures. Yes, it is. And but I love it so much. That's so I just good. I can't like why is that being taken away from me because it's racist? <laughs> you snuck that one in on me. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, we are doing an episode about Nidhogg. <laughs> And we probably will talk about handbeesies. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. you can also check out um, two shows that are kind of winding down into various states of mm-hmm. uh, inactivity. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a, a lively backlog, both the pitch and uh, pilot season, uh, mm-hmm. which are comedy focused variety shows. The pitch is about entrepreneurship and pilot season is about uh, is about concepts. Indeed. Yep. And if you if you liked pilot season or if you like the pitch and uh, you have any kind of prompts or anything for us, send them in because we're <laughs> going to do a wrap up episode soon. Cool. Um, Cole does an, a show called The Level, which is kind of a, the, a middle focus. Ten, most of our shows tend to be zoomed out, like checking out Comrade <laughs> or zoomed in like this. <laughs> but for a nice like middle focus show, <laughs> you can check out The Level, which is a video game roundtable discussion <laughs> with himself and some longtime friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, Those Damn Ross Kids, which is coming back at some point, That's but like, regardless yeah. of which has a very rich backlog and yeah. is not, uh, for a show about news, it is actually not, you know, you don't have to be current right. for it. It's the kind of news that is evergreen. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody did that. If I were to compare it to uh, things that we are nowhere near as good as, it is You Look Nice Today meets A Yeah Dude. If the, uh, like, everyone knows about the German guy who hired someone to cook his penis. <laughs> yeah. You know? It doesn't, if you want to learn about that, it doesn't matter that it's not news. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's still a thing that is noteworthy. That's why, that's the same way that this is, Yeah, <laughs> you know, still relevant. We, we, we are the German cooking his penis of podcasting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Always yeah. relevant. Always relevant. <laughs> Evergreen. Yep. But uh, all of that can be found at duckfeed.tv, which is the network that we are under. Um, we appreciate everybody who has um, sent in kind words about uh, this little experiment um, in mm-hmm. exploring different media. We spend a lot of time talking about video games. And uh, to know that uh, discussions of other media are welcome is very, very uh, neat for me mm-hmm. personally. And I assume you, Gary, as well. Sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think that's probably about it. So it's a little bit of a shorter episode. The next one might even be a little bit shorter. But yep. as you know, we're kind of weekly. So as opposed to, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so. Um, but yeah, so until next time, um, it, is, it is not so much a podcast, <laughs> but a huge slab of iron. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Sacrifice. 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 <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon. Mm-hmm. I just imagine I just imagine it being like uh, like freaks, you know. One of us. Sacrifice, yep. goobble gobble, goobble gobble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm.